0: Today, a new Time Magazine article uh, pretty much says that the Democrats are, they're saying the quiet parts out loud. Like, literally, you won't believe it. We will get into it today. And a new gun control bill calls for you to be psychologically evaluated if you dare exercise your Second Amendment right. Happy Friday. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, and I've basically just given up for the week. I am ready for the weekend in case you couldn't tell. By the way, if you like the sweatshirt, uh, it's Chad Prather. This is a Chad Prather sweatshirt. I'm personally in love with it, uh, mostly because it keeps me warm in this freezing cold studio. Uh, joined by today, we've got Eric July in the house, Blaze yeah. TV contributor. Thanks for being here. And uh, we've got Rob Eno, Blaze media critic. Rob Eno. Thanks, Thank you for being here. Um, Eric, I have to say I thought of you in this first story where I teased before, you know, we we opened the show that the Democrats are, like, they are really legitimately saying the quiet parts out loud. And I thought of you um, because there was this Time magazine, I guess it's an article, I feel like it's an expose, honestly, but um, it was this, it was, it's here's the title of it, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Election. And uh, it goes on to describe uh, a loosely organized coalition of operatives who scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. And then it says, uh, their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media Companies to take a harder line against disinformation and used data driven strategies to fight viral smears. I mean, this goes on to explain how a bunch of people got together. Uh, Here, let me just give you another quote. Even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, (laughs) change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. This is a real, like they literally just admitted to all of the things that we accuse them of doing and things, by the way, that I think probably could get this show banned from YouTube. I mean, you'll you'll get banned if you talk about all of these things, yet they're admitting that they did it. And they said, this is where you come in, Eric. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. And they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. I think what I was just uh, what I just listened to, what I just described is anything but democracy. Uh, But I thought of you, Eric, because I always hear you saying the game is rigged. The game is rigged. And I'm like, they literally just admitted the game is rigged. They just chose to
1: call it fortifying. Yep. Um, it's a war on rhetoric. Uh, this is what they have mastered. The only thing that they lied about in that article was that it it sort of had to do with a bunch of different ideologies. That's simply not true. Uh, we know it's just one particular slant that had to do with much of this. But I'm glad they're finally admitted because I'm thinking that I can now I'm allowed to talk about it because I can just reference the uh, Time article and I won't get banned or demonetized or get my strike for spreading uh, misinformation because they just specifically <laughs> a- a- admitted to that. So I think everything's on the table. Now, but seriously, uh, guys, uh, you know, when they talk about stopping the I guess the disinformation I think to me that's the biggest one that they admitted to because we, we had said this and we alluded to and they called us conspiracy theorists and we would say they would specifically suppress certain types of folks mm-hmm. that were peddling a particular narrative that they didn't agree with or something like that and they would just claim that it was misinformation for, for Christ's sake we have this whole ordeal going on right now with the fact checkers in the AOC yeah. saying that it was mostly false that people said that she uh, uh was not uh, really in harm's way because she wasn't at the that particular part of the Capitol complex where the insurrectionists were actually at. So that's what we're dealing with. And of course, they did ramp it up. And we saw that we noticed that you'd put little uh, uh, disclaimers near everybody's post that had anything to do with the election and said, oh, well, this is being disputed and all sorts of things. So I'm glad that they're finally admitted that they got all of uh, all of uh, people with the big money spreading across different industries to get everybody involved and it has nothing to do with having these safe and secure elections which those to me are uh, bogus terms or maybe antithetical to one another at, at, at this state but i'm glad they're finally a- a- admitting it mm-hmm. because they got the result that they were of course desiring and now everything's out there because uh, of course nobody's going to do anything about it
0: well and rob uh, to, to add to eric's point here um and i want to give you the floor it's like not only are they admitting it they're actually, they're, sh- they're shouting it, right? They're doubling down, they're proud of the work that they oh, absolutely. did. absolutely. that's why they want you to know.
2: Right, they're, they're proud of it. Basically, yeah. Glenn has said that there's a cabal that's trying to do this. And they admitted it. Yeah. <laughs> they call him a conspiracy theorist, but they admitted the conspiracy. Right. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And the thing that gets me is, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all these guys are like, no, no, no. We have like boards and we have independent fact checkers that look at stuff. And they're the ones that, you know, if it gets a little bit crazy, they're the ones that take it off. Time just admitted that they were working on the orders of this like group of people that was headed by a union president, the AFL CIO guy. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And like you said, I love the part where they said, well, you know, they had some conservatives too. No, they had the Lincoln project. Uh,
0: they didn't yeah, have some conservatives. Conservative. They had like
2: the grooming organization. Right. You know, that's yeah, what they no, had. No, 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 kidding. Okay, I mean, they did not have a bunch of conservatives that were working and are afraid of this, but they're gonna continue to do it because they can get away with it. Because I guarantee you that if I post this on my Facebook wall, Mm -hmm. all my liberal friends from Massachusetts are gonna do stuff like, well, they were just trying to protect the election. There is voter suppression. Right. There is this they changed the rules in the middle of an election it's what we said that they did Mm -hmm. that's why like linwood and those people were crazy by saying the voting machines and all that kind of stuff all they had to point to was they changed the rules yeah in the middle of an election how do you verify how do you verify that somebody's actually legal and a citizen and able to vote if they don't show up in person with an id
0: I mean, that's a great point. I And not only that, let's go back to just election day, right? We don't need all of the early voting. We don't need to give them time. Like, real absentee issues, I understand. But I think that those are very rare. Now, they're, I mean, the encouragement is let's just... Why don't you just submit your vote by mail and just drop it in the post office box and hope that it gets to where it needs to go? You don't need to show up on election day, and yeah. it's like I thought we were supposed to like try to show up on election. And they
1: didn't even give you an uh, audit. I mean, they had right. like for fifteen thousand—I forget the number—out there in Georgia that they that they supposedly audited. But for the most part, they they wouldn't look over any exactly. of this, even though this was an entirely new process. Even when you consider the actual mail-in voting, which is the most bizarre part of it. And this was—I was, was saying—you know—I've obviously said that I believe all. All these elections are, are a little quack but that in particular tells me that they were trying to push for something that was bizarre mm-hmm. because they didn't even bother to say yes this is a brand new process that we're doing in terms of how we're handling our national election and we're not even going to look it over again mm-hmm. audit any of these uh, particular votes and then when it made it to the court systems they didn't even bother to look it over they said no there's nothing there it, it was bizarre that this all happened with something that was just implemented, rules that would change right on the fly, and they didn't even give you that. So, again, you're playing a rigged game.
0: Well, so, and Rob, to, so let me just to add yeah. to your point, too. Um, not only were they changing the rules when this was happening, they also were going out and giving interviews. I recall uh, one man talking about it was going to be, it may look like a red mirage was the term that he used. This was a democratic uh, you know, operative who said, it's going to look like a red mirage whenever the votes start coming in, but don't worry, just wait. Once they count the mail-in votes, then we will uh, you know, basically win the election. So it's like, not only were they changing the rules, they were telling you, what they wanted to do to make sure that they could fudge their way to winning. And then they did it.
2: Right. So here's the deal. I, I, I said a bunch of times leading up to the election um, that. You can't do the stuff that they wanted to do after the election, because intent to the voter, intent to the voter, intent to the voter. Um, courts are very, very loath to overturn elections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the basis of fraud because they believe that it it takes away my civil rights to having cast a vote which is why i said the whole time you know you need to be prepared for this you right. need to do it ahead of time and that's what my liberal friends will say they'll say well why didn't you sue ahead of time to change the laws time just admitted that there was a concerted effort to stop those lawsuits right 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 yeah yeah why sure. didn't you just do this we tried yeah like they're telling you that we tried right and that yeah it's it's Ab- once a vote is cast it is very hard to overturn the results of the election even if you can demonstrate widespread fraud mm-hmm. because you're you're taking away the votes of somebody else right. and that's kind of has been the problem from the whole time it's why i told people that i knew in the trump campaign uh that had gone to like pennsylvania like if, if you on sunday don't have like a bombshell The Sunday after the election, this is going nowhere. Pack it up, go home, just be done with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that kind of leads me to I think we've got another story later in the program. Um, Let's go ahead and get to it really quickly. This uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene story. So Democrats, of course, um, you know, they didn't learn their lesson from the judicial uh, filibuster that they nuked, you know, Harry Reid and who was it, Mitch McConnell, who said, you're you're going to regret this you're going to regret this i'm telling you and then sure enough they did well they didn't learn their lesson and rob you know you're talking about something that i think that republicans or conservatives need to come to terms with which is democrats never play by the rules they are never going to play by the rules and the longer you stand up and you say well i'm just going to be morally superior and just continue to just be the be the good guy and play by the rules you are going to continue to get clobbered in every single election because you have to realize who you're dealing with uh so another example of of that is uh is this Marjorie Taylor Greene situation obviously she made some questionable comments I'll just put it that way uh that happened prior to her getting elected to her seat it was you know she I was kind of dabbled in conspiracy theories that some of them were very wacky um some of them I think there are a lot of people who signed on to but I think that the the main uh uh The main thing I think that she tried to get people to understand when she took the House floor and she apologized was people have a distrust in government. And that's how these conspiracy theories get latched onto. That's how that's why people believe them. That's why people believe, you know, there are some people who believed QAnon. There are some people who believe this and that because we don't trust the government. And that's why, you know, I wanted to to come here and change things, which, you know, again, she said she was sorry. She said she shouldn't have done it. And um, the Democrats went on to completely disregard rules, uh, you know, traditions, everything. And they decided to uh, take her, strip, strip her off of all of the committees that she was on. Now, again, Usually that is up to the party itself. So the Republican Party, the minority party would still be able to make the call of whether or not they were going to strip her. They decided not to strip her. Democrats overrode that. And I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen. But let's listen to uh, Kevin McCarthy explaining to Democrats that they may regret this a lot sooner than they think. Watch.
3: Now, privately, I've had calls from many Democrats acknowledging what they're doing is wrong. They understand that this partisan power grab is not only cynical, it's hypocritical. If this is the new standard, if this is the new standard, I look forward to continuing out the standard. Because if you look for a side that has a leadership that's done something when their members do something as a member, not prior, look to me. because I did just that. But when a Democrat freshman said Israel has hypnotized the world that supporting Israel is all about the Benjamins and that 9/11 some people did something. Did Speaker Pelosi kick her off Foreign Affairs Committee or did she keep her on the committee and even pose with her on the cover of a magazine.
0: It is, of course, uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy, who uh, was referring to Ilhan Omar, who, as he pointed out, is not stripped from her committees, even though she made those comments. Uh, Eric,
1: really this quickly. This is something yeah. that a lot of libertarians, as, as well as conservatives, I've grilled them on the show a lot of times. And so it's my folk, y'all folk, same thing. In which they, are, they they have an inability to read the room and they're culturally inept. It's a hard pill to swallow. People hate when I say that, but that's the reality of the situation. You have absolutely no idea what you're dealing with. You are trying to hold people to a standard, your opponents to a standard, that they not only don't hold themselves Uh, uh, They don't even hold really you two uh, in their regards because they'll just switch the rules whenever it benefits Mm -hmm. them. The analogy that I've used is like getting in a boxing match and you're trying to fight straight up. Gloves are honest. You're fighting straight up and your opponent's willing to low blow you. They bought off the referee. They bought off the judges on top of that. You're trying to fight fair with people that have no desire to do that. That extends, and this is why I always say politics are on the downstream, it's the lagging indicator, because that has already manifested itself in the the aspects that I'm in. For example, they have nothing to necessarily do with politics, in which, you know, we talk about cancel culture and all those sorts of things that we have long been dealing with, where people switch rules on you and they don't hold their own folk to the standard that they will hold you because you are politically different from them. The minute libertarians and conservatives understand that, the minute they will start winning. Mm -hmm. But until you acknowledge that, I don't care how morally superior you think you are, how honest you are, until you acknowledge that, you're not only going to continue to lose, you're going to get your tail kicked, because they understand that there's absolutely nothing that you're going to do with it so they'll low blow you to kick you square in the gonads and you're going to do nothing about it mm-hmm.
0: Rob.
2: yeah it's it, this happens all the time it happened after scott brown won the special election in 2010 if you remember with kicked off the tea party massachusetts now changes their election their special election rules on like a whim mm. depending on who leaves who doesn't leave they did it with the the mayor of boston uh, there's a, a conservative um, African American police chief that like resigned because he was going to run for mayor. They just said, "Oh, we're not going to have a special election. Now we're just going <laughs> to appoint somebody." Like, 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 literally, they do that. They do this all yeah. the time. Yeah. Rules don't matter. And you know, Marjorie Green said some crazy things, yeah. but there's some truth in some of the stuff that she said. She just went a little bit. You know, there's not Jewish space lasers. That's the stupidest yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a little. But far. there are people. That questioned if the fires were started by you know adversaries right. direct um energy weapons mm-hmm. like like and this was like in like some some defense magazines and things like that that you could have read this read about this and things so there's always a little bit of a kernel of a truth mm-hmm. which went a little bit crazy um. And, you know, we can admit that she's crazy.
0: But the people but, voted her in.
2: Yeah, they, they voted her in knowing she was talking about Jewish space lasers.
0: Probably, you know, I mean. I mean, the, the information was out there, I guess. Yeah. And and if they want to recall her, I'm sure that there's a process that they can go through to have that happen. Certainly, it shouldn't be the Democrats just stripping her right. of her. of her. I mean, committees. if
2: they wanted to do this and they, they, they didn't do it because this would end up horribly for them. There's actually a process by which you can say no, this person can't belong to the House of Representatives. Like That's in the rules of the House. Right. They could've done that. They could've just said, you're gone. You don't mm-hmm. get vote, you're gone, go home. But they didn't do that. They did this weird in-between thing to placate their base. Yeah. It's the same thing that they're doing with impeachment. You don't impeach somebody that's no longer in office. Mm-hmm. right? And they're going to do that, and they're going to cause you know, widespread protests as they continue to do this, but they almost want that.
0: Yeah. I, I think so, too, which, uh, again, I mean, I think that that's because historically the Democrats don't know when to stop. They just keep doubling down on the bad behavior that makes people question them and their integrity. And as Kevin McCarthy said, uh, they're probably going to regret this. It's going to come back to bite them a lot sooner than they think. All right, we've got more to come in the program, but we got to take a break. Back in a minute. Democrat Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, who is a huge disgrace to Texas, by the way, introduced a gun control bill. Um, by the way, I believe that this was introduced last month. And uh, one of our guests, Amy Robbins, CEO of Alexo Athletica, referred to it earlier this week. Um, and it, it's incredible that it, even me, even myself, there's so many other things going on in the news that something as important as this was kind of pushed by the wayside until we can take a breath from all of the other news and get the information to you. But this is very scary, it will be very scary if it passes. Uh, its purpose is to provide for the licensing of firearm and ammunition possession and the registration of firearms and to prohibit the possession of certain ammunition. So it calls for uh, the attorney general to establish a licensing and registration system through ATF, and um, you are supposed to give the government uh, the location of your firearm. So where you store your firearm, you got to tell the government where it is and uh, the make, model and serial number of the firearms that you own. And uh, by the way, you need to undergo at least 24 hours of training and get a psychiatric evaluation um, if you want to purchase a gun. in, in this is in addition to a background. Check so, um, and I think there's something about people who live with you as well um, having to undergo some sort of uh, yes, which could potentially involve other members of the household in which the individual resides. Um, where do you even start with this? Uh, let me just let me just toss this out here, Eric. Um, was the Second Amendment not to protect like we can use it to protect ourselves from the government so what good would it do to tell them what weapons we have and where they are stored in our
1: freaking houses which would be the only reason as to why they would want that information is if they intend to either take it from Mm -hmm. you um, strip it from you or disarm you or what have you that's literally the only reason why a registration would need to exist that's it that's the only reason so It's a dangerous precedent to be set. Unfortunately, we've inched closer and closer to this, and a lot of compromising has unfortunately been done by way of gun organizations, Republican Party members, and so forth. We have not moved away, excuse me, moved closer to, um, let's say, having more gun rights, if you will. We've moved further away um, from that. This includes... No, people do like me to say this. is includes your last president as well. So it's dangerous. Mm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. All gun laws, as far as I'm concerned, every single one that you can think of, they're infringements. I hate them. Uh, we should despise them. And it's those people that are, of course, already in office that benefit the most from disarming their citizenry. That would promote such thing because they don't. They, what it is, they that they want. They want you helpless. And they want you dependent. Um, just like a lot of European countries uh, are right now, in which if the government decides to just all-out attack them you stand absolutely no chance because you've willingly unfortunately gave them uh your guns or they know exactly uh where they're at mines are underwater just in case uh, yeah i don't i lost all mine in an accident it was crazy just in case anybody had any questions but this of course is a dangerous thing but unfortunately this is the direction that we're moving
0: uh rob in addition to a license that you will have to have uh also it's going to establish federally well if it were passed which i mean there are a lot of we're, we're controlled by all Democrats. Uh, uh, it will. Uh, you have to be 21 years old federally in order to purchase a weapon on top of all of the other constitutional uh, breaches.
2: So it, you, you you have to be 21, I guess, to have freedom of speech. So you can't have freedom of speech before you're 21. You can't have any of the other amendments, amendments to the Constitution, the rights and privileges. Interestingly enough,
0: yeah. no. Yeah,
2: you just can't have those. I, right. I get that. Uh, to your point, what was really interesting is... If I remember my history correctly, um, some colonists told the British where their gunpowder and their weapons and their musket balls were held. Mm. And then the British went by boat, I think. And some guy in Boston kind of drove around and Mm -hmm. said the British are coming because they were going to get the guns and the powder Mm. and the ammunition At the depot in Concord, that the colonists told them where the weapons Hmm. were. Hmm. Boy, I I, I haven't heard this story before.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's
1: that went down.
0: And again, I mean, it's like yes, they're proposing it. It hasn't been, you know, passed. Yeah. It had. They haven't had. They haven't brought it to the floor. So who knows what's going to happen with it? But it does give you kind of a window into what Absolutely. they're wanting to push. And that's the most important thing,
1: which I doubt it does. But either way, it gives you right. it, it's what they want. You know exactly what it is that they they want. They want to basically make it. I won't say impossible, but very very difficult for you to be a legal whatever that means a uh, gun owner well i tell you what it means it means that they won't send goons um in the event that you get it in the way that they say that you shouldn't get and jump through all these hoops and and that's the interesting thing certainly when they start to talk about psychiatric evaluations Happening by way or rather authorized, I'm pretty sure they have their own sort of itemized sort of test that you have to pass. It probably has something to do with politics. I'm pretty sure (laughs) I'm on every single list. Uh, Like, do not let that guy uh, (laughs) own anything in the event that that was something that was something that they would pass. But of course, like you had mentioned, we know and that's perhaps the most important thing that we need to address is that that's where they're at with it. That's what they're thinking. It may not be successful right now, but you know exactly what it is. So you now know how to navigate. They want you disarmed. and They want it very, very, very difficult for you to be able to defend yourself, not from deer, but from them.
0: Mm. Uh, Rob, what would you say to people who might be, you know, middle of the road, uh, blue collar Democrats, people who appreciate the Second Amendment, who are maybe a little bit shocked by the Democrats introducing mm. a bill that was such an infringement on their rights? Bill won't remember it they'll forget it i mean that's what
2: they do it's it's how but you know you see in states like louisiana louisiana has had a dramatic shift in their republican enrollment from former democrats that have gone republican so you you see this happening um you know as much as we talked about the election if this uh new york 22 seat finally gets seated where the republican has like a 150 vote or whatever it is lead it'd only be like a six person majority like like there are you know in two mm-hmm. years enough people wow. could die yeah. that special elections happen that nancy could lose the majority then i mean i i looked at the the laws up in vermont um they have a republican governor i mean bernie sanders is like 80 something right if bernie sanders passed away yeah you know a republican would be appointing that replacement in the senate is 50 50 mm-hmm. so you know i think people like i think the reason you're not going to see this happen is because of people like joe manchin
0: right who, yeah they might like are in purple. west virginia yeah. and if
2: he did this in west virginia yeah his re-elect number would be like south of what liz cheney's re-elect number is yeah. in wyoming yeah they'll they'll boot him for
0: sure all right uh, we've got more to come but we got to take a break back in a minute News host Tucker Carlson claimed in a pretty big report, in case you guys have not heard uh, last night, that Bank of America, which is the second largest bank in the country, they secretly surveilled customers uh, considered to be persons of interest in the Capitol riots earlier, well, last month. Gosh, it's already February. Uh, last month in January, and they handed that private information of those customers over to federal investigators. Uh, Here is a portion of Tucker Carlson last night. Watch.
3: But at the request of federal investigators, Bank of America searched its databases looking for people who fit a specific profile. Here's what that profile was, and we are quoting. Customers confirmed as transacting either through bank account, debit card, or credit card, purchases in Washington, D.C. between January 5th and January 6th. Number two, purchases made for hotels, Airbnb, RSVPs in Washington, Virginia, or Maryland after January 6th. Number three, any purchase of weapons or at a weapons-related merchant between January 7th and their upcoming suspected stay in the D.C. area around Inauguration Day. And four, airline-related purchases sixth, sixth since January 6th, end quote.
0: Uh, I love whenever I see Bank of America's headline on the the uh, the bottom of the screen and it says BOFA, and I really wanna make a joke here, but I'm not going to. Uh, but during this probe, Bank of America actually eventually identified 211 customers who met the quote, thresholds of interest They, of course, gave that information. And the FBI investigators, actually, there was at least one uh, of these customers who was questioned and interrogated and, by the way, cleared of wrongdoing. So uh, they had, I'm sure, had their lives turned upside down by the FBI. And Lord knows how many mistakes they've
1: made over the years when they had the wrong guy. See, that's the dangerous part. And, And when we talk about banks, we talk about money. Um, this is why I always talk about those institutions and I, as a cathedral. And I say that they're institute, they're like extension, excuse me, of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an example of this. When you're going so far as to work with this, specifically the federal government um, to give them information about your customers, which I would think violates, of course, any any sort of privacy. Uh, uh, rules that you'd have in place, maybe, maybe not. Um, there I'm is there
0: that. is a law that says a federal law that protects the confidentiality of financial records, right? Which is so, what
1: I would um, I, I just I, I just assume that. But th- they're telling you at least that at minimum they're willing to work with the federal government. I mean, he, I know Tucker said that it was upon request. The fact that they're asking those institutions anyway is scary, but even more so the fact that they said, "Yeah, here, here, this is the information um, uh, that we have to try to." utilize that that info to then criminalize someone else. Granted, they were cleared of any wrongdoing. But what if they weren't mm-hmm. um, is always a scary, scary thing. So when we do talk about banks, um, we talk about a lot of these big corporate entities. We need to talk to them and discuss them, not just as private institutions, because that's kind of not how they operate. They've, they've shown time and time again, this is beside the regulation or the taxation and stuff that they benefit from. Uh, or the grants or the subsidies that they actively get. Well, when it comes to bank, the Federal Reserve l- laces them up, or the, in combination with the Treasury, how uh, many times they pump money out, they're the first ones that gets their hands on it. Topic for another discussion. However, they are extensions of them when they're willing to uh, work with them just to criminalize them. Mm -hmm. Even if they get it wrong or right, that's a dangerous thing. But you're seeing how far they're willing to go with
0: it. And yet, Rob, uh, what was it, the San Bernardino uh, shooter that Apple would not unlock that phone? Oh yeah. Do not unlock that phone. Protect his rights. But uh, when it comes to all of these right-wing nut jobs, they would say it always
1: ends up on that yeah. one side. Right. Section, you know, yeah, it's
0: interesting how how it changes. Right. This is
2: connected to the first story. This is one hundred percent connected to the first story with the time. Because if you read that Time story even further, it says that you know why did all of these business leaders also join in, like even ones that had supported Trump, because the biz- the the big business. And big labor mm-hmm. got together to do this election cabal, mm. using the words from Time YouTube. Right. Time yeah. says cabal. <laughs> um, so this is just more of the same thing. They're they're helping with Operation Enduring Biden. I mean that's what I call the, 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 the that's what I call you know the five thousand or ten thousand National Guard troops that are still in Washington D.C. Mm. as an army of occupation basically. Um, the metal might be like two hands going up on the metal like that it's operation enduring biden but um you know if you think of it it's just it's crazy this is as planned it's it's an extension of what they did for the election because oh these people are scary they're going to do that I, I i want you to go and ask bank of america to give the financial records and do a database sweep for the Muslim population in Minneapolis, St. Paul, if any of them have bought tickets to go to like like every month, we want you to give us the people that like, you know, that are Muslim that bought a gun and have a ticket to a terrorist training mm-hmm. zone mm-hmm. and then bought a ticket but didn't buy a ticket to come back and might buy a ticket later. We just want you to give us all of that every month. Could you imagine the outcry? Yeah. that there would be in the media if mm-hmm. that were to happen. Mm-hmm. But you see, it's a singular threat. Having a, an opinion that's not woke and is different than the mainstream media. Is different. And, you know, they, it, it's interesting because they want to figure out, like, what's radicalizing these people mm-hmm. like, I literally want to print a T-shirt that's got a picture of Brian Stelter and it's him in a mirror. And it says, Brian Stelter looks at the person that radicalized me. Yeah. Like, they're the ones that are radicalizing people. They're the ones, they say red pill or whatever you want to say in the memes. Yeah,
0: I they're even the say ones ra- I doing think, that are I think radicalized is, is a bunk term. Oh, it is I, a bunk term. I don't yeah, even yeah. like using it yeah. Yeah. Well, well, they think
2: radicalized is you think differently than, than well,
0: well, right, and that's yeah. the problem, is that they're changing the conversation, right. I think, you know, in addition to, you know, you pointed out the first story, but, you know, this as well, that... They are creating this atmosphere where, you know, Rob mentioned radical using the term radicalizing. these are This is radicalizing people. Well, we have to seek out these people. We have yeah. to take them out of society. We have to do this. And you know, meanwhile, they're cross-referencing National Guard members to make sure that they're not part of extremist organizations like Turning Point USA. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're, they are able to completely change the conversation to, we need to root out anyone who f- believes in limited government yeah. and the Second Amendment. We need to root them out and get Absolutely. them out of society. And, they,
1: and they've been, uh, they, I mean, what was it, John Brennan? Was it him? that was on MSNBC talking, mentioning even libertarians yes. talking about us having like these, I don't know, like terror cells that are akin to what we see <laughs> overseas uh, that, you know, I guess we're going to lead to charge or some sort of um, uh, insurrection or, or something. But uh, yeah, when it comes to like ra- uh, these terms radicalized, they, what they want to do is um, demonize anybody that's against them. And this is why it doesn't matter where you are at. Philosophically, or rather, from a political standpoint, like I, me being an anarcho-capitalist, they don't like me either. They mm-hmm. treat us just mm-hmm. the same way as they treat y'all because I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm the most anti-government guy at this table uh, right now, and I don't necessarily I don't I'm not a Trump supporter or anything like right. that. But they despise us as well because they consider us threats to their narrative, and that's why I continue to call them control freaks because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. They're people that uh, love this power. They want to be able to do whatever it is that they want to do and any time there is a person or group of people that are big enough to threaten them uh, and their power or strip them away from it or anything like that. They despise that. So I've uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that those guys with the CNNs of the world. Basically what you're saying, which I agree 100 percent, is that they are the ones that are leading people down this road to being so anti like government. And they're right. Like I have grown so much as a commentator, even these last three months. I'm an anarchist. You know what I mean? And, and I'm open about it. I'm, 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 I'm completely <laughs> open about it and there's so many folks that are like yeah this is this isn't working yep. And if we keep going this route we're going to lead to even more uh, uh conflict because these control freaks want to continue to rule over you and do whatever it is that they want to do to you
0: yeah all right uh when we come back more hypocrisy from the left and cancel culture back in a minute it's the game According to The Hollywood Reporter, apparently CBS has resumed its professional relationship with Nick Cannon. Uh, he is going to be allowed to resume production of his TV show on VH1, while and Out. Uh, so in case you missed it, Nick was, uh, he came under fire not too long ago for uh, very anti-Semitic remarks. And uh, he, by the way, said, um, melanin comes with compassion melanin comes with soul uh and so the people who don't have it are a little less so I, I mean, I'm not like a master of the English language, but I'm pretty sure he's saying that he's black superior. people are superior yeah, to white people. It's a, it's uh, he also uh, dabbled in uh, Jewish, like you know, conspiracies about Jewish people, uh, the Rothschild centralized banking, uh, the 13 families, the bloodlines that control everything, even outside of America, was something that Seems he talked that about as well. would get everybody
1: else banned if we said that.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. and uh, in the same in the same week that. we we... we see a country singer who messed up, right? He messed up, he got drunk, he said a word that he should not have said that we do not condone, but he's having everything taken from him Um, and I don't believe he will be welcomed back into Mm -hmm. society. Nick Cannon welcomed back with open arms because they say Nick has not only apologized and taken responsibility, but he has also worked to educate himself and others through engagement with Jewish leaders and on his platforms. By the way, I don't think, like, I never really heard a, like, I'm sorry double down. He was doubling
1: down after this whole thing uh, uh, went down trying to get control of the show and everything. But as uh, the theme of the show uh, show has been, it's the game is rigged. Yes. You are not playing. This is not equal playing field or anything like that. There is they have particular rules set for different kinds of people, and now you're seeing you can get away with certain things if you are a certain type, uh, a certain person. As a lot of times that that leans uh, politically, but it doesn't just cross uh, political lines. It crosses in this case. Uh, it's funny to talk about the privilege here. Uh, it seems that he 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 some, was able to get away with some black with, privilege with, well, going on. Yeah, some black mm-hmm. some black privilege uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, going on there. But yeah, you see how you see how rigged it is. You see how rigged it is. This is what I'm talking about That's That's culture thing. That's not necessarily a political thing where they get to get away with that. And this is something that they've been doing for 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 a very long time. Where it's one of those things where if you are uh, you look a certain way. You act a certain way, you think a certain way politically, you can get away with a lot. Like that line Mm -hmm. that you can cross, you can cross it like kind of multiple times before they have to reel you in or rather strip you away of everything. Whereas you're not warranted that sort of leeway if you don't fit that particular bill and it sucks because you you're you're looking at that i know everybody's looking at that well that didn't seem fair you mentioned what happened to the country singer but it, i mean we could just name off names for the last year of people that have been counseled or were stripped away of something because of one instance of something that They did. And it's no, well, we'll give it back to them after you just uh, supposedly apologize. Clearly, all of that was done behind closed doors. I don't think we ever heard anything about it, but that's what sucks. And it's hard to navigate, but we have to come to terms with it. If you're going to be able to combat that, you have to understand that you're dealing with folks that know that the game is rigged and they're rigging it on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And they simply don't care that you're pointing out their hypocrisy, or that you have the ideas. We can sit there; I can be the smartest person in the room. You are a hypocrite. You're contradicting yourself. This example, this example, that example. They don't care. Mm. That's what and,
0: and by the way, but before I, I go to you, Rob, Eric, you would agree. The black privilege that we see would not be extended to you because you don't. Oh think no, th- I don't the get the that at all. Right? I got my
1: first strike. It's after-
0: black privilege, but only if.
1: Oh yeah, I got my first strike on YouTube. Uh, we had talked about about that. I don't get they. they no, they treat me like the enemy. So yes, it's a black person, but you have to think a certain kind of way because yeah. then at that point you're a, what's the, I forget the term they say like you're multicultural white or something like that multiracial mm. white yes, no, yeah, multi-racial uh, some, yeah something yeah. stupid like that yeah. so basically you're not a black person yeah you have you're, to you're check a, a lot white african american yeah.
2: like like Hernandez. What, what was the guy george whatever his name is that shot the kid down in florida he was a white hispanic oh yeah like yeah. they yeah. never used that term ever i'm before. actually
0: i'm actually told that i don't count my opinion doesn't count because i'm white passing Mm. Um. I, my skin is too white so although I do have they, are,
1: they also say the ethnicity that the straight black people straight black men are the white people of that's black people r- that's
0: right yes. that's right Not, so
1: no. well congratulations know, on your privilege Eric thank you do I get my card in the mail how does this, <laughs> how does
2: this work the, the, the Nick Cannon's what he was saying it's my understanding that it's not all of them but there's a, a portion of like the rap community in black hollywood that like believes oh, it. Okay. oh, yes. oh sure. like, like, yes like, like, like he yes. just yes. said the quiet part yes. Out, loud, yes out loud like we said yeah but what what kills me about nick cannon is i don't know if you know nick cannon's story nick cannon's mother was on the abortionist mm-hmm. table mm-hmm. with the implements ready to kill him and she changed her mind Mm-hmm like nick cannon is probably the most pro-life person in hollywood and he uses stuff to do this instead of to fight and and he's made rap videos like there there, there's a rap video that like the mainstream media won't show you but he had a song where he like goes through his mother being on the abortion table Mm. and him living so there there is there's powerful stuff that he's got through and i like nick cannon i think nick cannon is a great host of tv shows um I don't think I've ever heard his rap, and I know he used to be on Wilding Out. Not the best rapper. Not not the best rapper, right? Not the best rapper. Yeah, he went to comedy. He's like, whoop, comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, But But he uh, could
0: be using his platform. But he could be using his platform for other things.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you say, is it black privilege? I mean, Mel Gibson came back, right? (laughs) He was like out in the wasteland for five or 10 years, but he can make money. It's like what Matthew McConaughey said to somebody when he's out doing his book, and somebody said, are you afraid that, like, you're openly Christian and you're not going to get jobs? He's like, they can't afford to not hire me. Like literally was what he said. He's like, "I am too big. I can do this now." Chris Pratt's the same way. They're gonna hire Chris Pratt. Pratt. Screw you, money. Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna hire Chris Pratt because he's got screw you, money. Bruce Willis, same way. Those kind of actors. And Nick Cannon. We gotta
0: gotta take a break. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And now I gotta think about Chris Pratt. So we gotta take a break. Be back in (laughs) a (laughs) minute. If you have not yet already gone to wherever you get your audio podcast, not on the YouTube stream. You, I mean, you can comment on YouTube, but this isn't where I'm asking you to go. Go to wherever you get your audio podcast, subscribe, rate and review the News and Why It Matters. It will help more people find the show so that they can then listen to the News and Why It Matters. Uh, you can bless them with the News and Why It Matters. Here are some reviews, one from Evergreen Statesman. I love the show and the others on the blaze. Y'all always piss me off constantly with the news being covered so that means you're doing a very good job informing me. The only thing that makes me not go to bed and never get up again is the entertainment. Top-notch bar none. Thanks. That's what we try to do here, because the news sucks. So we try to at least make it palatable for you. Here's Loper07. Thank you for reporting the news and for your team's ability to civilly agree to disagree on current topics. I enjoy the different perspectives offered from each of you. I support dependent, uh, independent media and pray for the longevity of this platform. Thanks for all you do to report honest facts, not Unicorn and Rainbow Fiction. Thank you guys. Uh, Make sure to submit your reviews. You could see your review read live on air. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to Young Rippa 59 on YouTube.
3: Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd
1: like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at BlazeTV.com.